Hello and welcome to another episode of Film Spill, a movie night podcast with your host. My name is Chelsea. Film Spill, if you already don't know, is a podcast that comes out every week and we talk about a movie by a female filmmaker every episode. We also discuss women in the entertainment industry in general. We play slumber party tape games, spill entertainment gossip, and get to know each other and our guest. This week I am doing a solo episode, so it is just me myself and I which hey I don't mind because I am talking about my favorite movie so it's okay that I'm by myself today we're talking about Jane Campion's drama film The Piano 1993 but first it's time for name that episode this week we will be discussing girls created directed and written by Lena Denham who is also one of the lead actresses in this as well From the years 2012 to 2017, she starred in all 62 episodes, wrote 41 episodes, and directed 19. Girls is available to watch on HBO Max. I actually can't believe how long it's been since Girls aired. It feels like just yesterday it stopped premiering on HBO Max. It was one of my favorite shows at the time, and I forget all about it because I don't really rewatch shows. So I definitely have to rewatch that one too. Remember what even happened. I don't even think I remember all that happened in that series, but I remember I loved it. So because I am alone this week, I am not going to be playing a slumber party tape game. I'm going to just dive right into talking about the film. The Piano is available to watch on Apple TV, Vudu, Prime Video, and Redbox. This discussion will contain spoilers for the film, so if you haven't already seen it, go watch and come back afterwards to hear my thoughts. The Piano is a period drama about a mute Scottish woman, Ada, who travels to a remote part of New Zealand with her young daughter, Flora, after her arranged marriage to a frontersman. Ada has not spoken a word since she was six, and no one, including herself, knows why. She expresses herself through her piano, playing and sign language. Life in the rugged forest in New Zealand's North Island is not all she may have imagined, and nor is her relationship with her new husband, Stuart. She suffers torment and loss when Stuart sells her piano to a neighbor, Baines. Ada learns from Baines that she may earn back her piano by giving her piano lessons, but only with certain other conditions attached. At first, Ada despises Baines, but slowly the relationship is transformed, and this propels them into a desire situation. The writer-director, Jane Campion, is a New Zealand filmmaker. She is known as a groundbreaking female director and is currently the only woman to be nominated twice for Academy Award for Best Director, winning once, and is the first female filmmaker to receive the Keynes Film Festival Plum d'Or for the piano. She grew up in the world of New Zealand theater. Campion graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Anthropology from Victoria University, Wellington in 1975. She later earned a graduate diploma in painting from the Sydney College of the Arts at the University of Sydney in 1981. Her dissatisfaction with the limitations of painting led her to filmmaking and the creation of her first short, Tissues, in 1980. She then enrolled in the Australian Film, Television, and Radio School, where she made several more films and graduated in 1984. Her latest film, The Power of the Dog, released on Netflix, was well-received by audiences. 
At the 78th Venice International Film Festival, she won the Silver Lion Award for directing The Power of the Dog, 2001. Production on the film started in April 1992. Filming began on May 11, 1992 and lasted until July 1992. And production officially ended on December 22, 1992. The film was named one of the best of 1993 by 86 film critics, making it the most acclaimed film of 1993. The film was nominated for eight Academy Awards, including Best Picture, winning three for Best Actress, which was won by Holly Hunter, Best Supporting Actress, won by Anna Paquin, and Best Original Screenplay, won by Jane Campion. Campion's background in painting is reflected in her visuals. Each shot is beautifully planned out as it looks like a still painting from afar. Visuals from the piano on the beach are some of my favorite to see, and especially when the score is played out, it just feels so soothing. It like puts you to sleep in a way, but in a good way. The score of the film was written by Michael Nyman and is rated in the top 100 soundtrack albums of all time. A lot of the editing were scenic wide shots and close-up shots of Ada's face showing her emotional state. We do see some nudity, some of which that I completely forgot and was totally unexpected. I actually learned about this film in college. I believe I was taking a foreign film class when I watched the piano and I was very intrigued by just the story. I've never seen anything like it. Holly Hunter does an amazing job playing the piano, and I admire that skill so much. I wish I knew how to play the piano, and she does it so effortlessly. I actually watched her speech from the Oscars, and she talks about how she grew up loving to play the piano, and before her parents bought her a piano, she used to play or pretend like she was playing on cardboard and her parents finally caved in and bought her a piano. So there were some interesting things to find out that she's always had that in her, that love for the piano, and that definitely resonated in her character. And I think that's why the character of Ada is so perfect for her. Also, I think she played it phenomenously. It was so, so well executed. Not only does she do sign language, and she does it so well. I know a lot of people disagree with hearing people playing deaf people and I completely understand where that can come from but sometimes some people are just really meant for the part and I believe that Holly Hunter was meant to play Ada in this film because I don't think the piano would have been the same without her I mean nor have we watched the piano with anyone but her but still you get what I mean Casting the role of Ada was actually a difficult process. Jennifer Jason Lee was also considered but had a conflict with her commitment to Rush 1991. Anna Paquin, the piano was her acting debut. Before this film, her only acting experience had been as a skunk in a school play. And I can't believe that she is so young and so smart in this film because she really knows how to play the role of Flora and just her personality really shines and yeah she does a phenomenal job like I couldn't even see myself doing what she did at the age of 10 looking back. By her winning the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for her role in the piano at age 11 that made her the second youngest winner 
in Oscar history. Paquin continued to perform in prominent roles into adulthood, including roles in The Irishman, 2019, True Blood from 2008 to 2014, and The X-Men franchise, 2000 to 2014. Campion was initially inspired by stories of New Zealand immigrant women who brought pianos to early settlements. She imagined the most disassociated and isolated situation a piano could be in, and came up with this image of a piano on a beach, which later blossomed into the story of the piano. In July 2013, Campion revealed that she originally intended for the main character to drown in the sea after going overboard after her piano. I think that the way that the film ended was better thought out than her just dying from drowning i think that adding more of like a lighter feeling to it i feel like that would have ended so sadly but also having a strong message that maybe ada gave up and that's why she decided to go down with her piano because she was nothing without her piano but not letting herself drown signified that the piano no longer symbolizes who she is as a person and that she's free from it and that she has found a new life outside of the piano. I think that's what the the new ending really symbolized. Ada then talks about learning speech and that she's practicing and that she gets a metal finger because unfortunately her finger does get chopped off by her abusive husband that she was arranged marriage into that relationship and wants to dominate her from the very beginning and because she still chooses Baines over him he decides to cut her finger out of rage and that is the most horrifying part of the movie you know sometimes you watch these movies where some parts of the scenes just like traumatize you I feel like this was part of a movie that kind of traumatized me and this is like the only real part that I remembered from watching it the first time around was that her finger gets chopped off because it's really graphic you do see blood and her finger like it, it looks off very scarring and the way that she tumbles down afterwards it's just oh it's so heart-wrenching and the scene lasts a bit of her just you know it looks like she's like fighting for life and then she finally gets into the mud and oh it's just a scene it's like one of those must-watch scenes but one of those scenes that are definitely gonna have you maybe traumatized or make you never forget it because yeah i definitely will never forget that scene what was also interesting about this film is that we get to see the maori tribe that is similar to native americans here in the united states the maori tribe is that of the country of new zealand um and i didn't know of them prior to the movie so that was pretty interesting to learn some more about their culture you see a lot of the traditional Maori tattoos on their faces. Traditionally, men receive matora on their face as a symbol of nobility. As Maori believe that the head is the most sacred part of the body, facial tattoos have special significance. Moko kane are received by women on their lips and chin. A moko kaye represents a woman's wana. Wana? Hopefully I'm not pronouncing it wrong and leadership within her community, recognizing her wakapa 
status and abilities. It is traditional. Since the piano, Jane Campion has gone on to make further films and television series that focus on female expression and desire, as well as the machinations of power and remote New Zealand communities. But the piano continues to beguile with its unpredictable heroine and sense of deep sadness sitting alongside tender romance. In the 1993 period drama, The Piano famously made Oscar history when its director, Jane Campion, became the first woman to ever be nominated for Best Director. Although she lost out to Steven Spielberg, Campion managed to take home the award for Best Original Screenplay. The Piano is visually breathtaking, with less landscapes of the beach and forestry that become the perfect backdrop for Ida's search for happiness and agency. Alongside the beautiful cinematography by Stuart Dryberg, the piano score performed by Michael Nyman is absolutely stunning and acts as a key element to the film since it substitutes Ada's voice. The piano arrived at a time when most films depicting female sexuality were directed by men. I've always considered Campion's vision ground zero for the female gaze. Many women can attest to viewing the film this way, as Campion's choice of a muted protagonist allows for everything to be said through feeling, emotion, and body language. Campion's female gaze emphasizes the emotions that Ada feels, often using close-up shots to bring attention to facial expressions. The way that Hunter uses her eyes instead of her voice is mesmerizing. Her pale face and the tight bound hair upon her head frame her piercing stare that says more than a dramatic monologue could ever. Ada is both strong and delicate, emotionally yet determined. Campion stresses the multiplicity of women, which was largely absent from mainstream cinema in the early 90s. Since the release of the piano, Campion's films have paved the way for a new generation of female filmmakers and will forever be remembered as one of the most important examples of the female gaze on screen. I highly recommend anyone who has yet to watch the film to please take the time and watch the film even if you do have to pay $3.99 like I did it's truly a classic and it's definitely a beautiful movie to watch so that is all for this episode thank you for listening this has been Film Spill a movie night podcast you can follow us on Instagram TikTok and Pinterest all are at Film Spill Pod tell a friend about the podcast if you like and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts that will help other people find film spilled too. Until next time, don't cry over a spilled film. I'm